sometimes it's really tempting to do what everyone is is telling you you got to do. I mean, that's what I that's how I base most of most of my life on, right? Is like what what was everyone going to think so highly of me and how was I going to get there? But at the same time, you know if your situation is an unhealthy situation and do not let anyone external of you be the reason that you stay in something that is unhealthy for you because you will not be the best version of yourself and you will not go do what you need to do for yourself let alone the world from that place welcome to on the cusp of something beautiful a podcast for multifaceted multi-dimensional creatives who are on the journey to reactivate and deepen the connection with their authentic soul self i'm your host Demikola imani and as a creative energy healer and educator of energetic and emotional wellness this podcast is simply a guide to welcome you back to your truest self each week you'll be hearing stories from creatives across all paths sharing their lessons their wins and how following their intuition and inspiration has allowed them to show up authentically in both their creative expression and in their life along with guest episodes i'll be sharing my own energetic insights around my experience as an intuitive creative and energy healer as well as the guidance i receive from my spirit guides and cosmic team I believe that when we reconnect to our soul essence, we are able to show up more authentically in the world. And with that comes a deeper connection to our creativity, our joy, and just a more deeply nourishing human experience. My hope is that you hear something today that reminds you of who you are at a soul level and why your gifts, whatever they may be, are valuable and important to be shared with the world. So welcome home, friend. I hope you're ready to meet your highest, most beautiful, and rarest self. Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome back to another episode of On the Cusp of Something Beautiful. It is your host, Amikale Imani, and I hope you all had an amazing Capricorn full moon and 4th of July weekend. I was quite the busy bee over the weekend and and into the week. I took Monday off, so I wanted a long weekend, okay? And um, so on Friday, I hosted my Moon Circle, which if you have not signed up for Sunday's Communion, that is my inbox community, and that's how you can find out about the Moon Circles and other events I'm hosting, but definitely make sure you're signed up if that's something that you want to be um, in the know on. So I did that. I worked on uh, my podcast and just had some super intentional connections, both new and old. So that was really nice, you know. Alrighty, really quickly, since we have a guest episode today, I don't want to take up too much time here in the intro, but I just wanted to do a little update on my creative tea. So I've been listening to this song by Jules called Blessed, and it's featuring Mira May and Danio. I found this song on the Minzy Roberta mix that was featured in last week's episode um, during the Creative Tea segment. So you can find that mix in the show notes. But the song is giving me life. It's been playing on repeat. I'm actually going to like play like three seconds of it. Just three. See if we can get a lot. <laughs> love this song it's so dope oh gosh it's so like 
even just the lyrics, like it's just been giving me life. It's been lifting my spirits. It's just been helping me, especially after last week's episode, talking about thresholds, transitions, transformations, just like all these, just, just like, it just feels like there's just been so much pressure building up and, and I don't know, the song has just really been helping me to just kind of like stay clear, stay focused, really, really just like lean into that, that inner determination, that inner will. Um, just to keep going on the journey and, and to getting getting to my, uh, sorry y'all, recording a little earlier than I usually do. Uh, but yeah, just staying in my zone, staying, just keeping what it is that I felt like I am called to do and experience and to have in the forefront of my mind. And just not forgetting that even when life is just like <laughs> losing its shit. <laughs> so love that song. Go and check it out again. That's by Jules featuring Mira May and Donnie O, and the song is called Blessed, honey. So if you need a little reminder of how blessed you are, go and listen to that song. Um, also, quick reminder to go and check out the growth manager position with Lavender. So these, um, this was the dope job of the week that was featured last week. Um, so Lavender is a creative agency based in Albuquerque and LA. And so I think they were also open to like, if you are just, you know, going to be working remote, I think that was also an option um, on the job listing. So head to the show notes, go and check that out. Lavender growth manager position. And then the other job that was featured last week was a design and, um, digital agency called modular Inc. And they are seeking a reliable, creative, strategic, and experienced UX slash UI designer for a website project starting immediately. So I just wanted to circle back on those two again, especially that last one, because they said starting immediately. So if you're a freelancer looking to take on some extra work, anything like that, I would go and check out that episode. I mean, I would go and check out uh, that role and see if that's something that you would want to apply to because they're trying to hire you ASAP, honey. So, you know, it just depends on how, how you're trying to get these ducats. Um, <laughs> so both of those roles, um, were found on, I love creatives. I've also linked, um, their website here in the show notes. Uh, so definitely go and check them out. You can go and browse some of their other job listings that they have and just find some pretty cool events, offerings, and just a plethora of other happenings. Um, everything that they are highlighting, showcasing, uh, promoting, if you will, are typically geared towards creative. So I love that. Okay, now let's go ahead and get into this week's episode again. I really want to try to keep this short, so I'm talking a little fast. <laughs> so this week on the podcast, I have my dear friend, Andrea Catan, an accountability partner, um, and her and I met a couple of years ago when we were paired up to be accountability partners for, a, um, for an Amy Porterfield boot camp. And we've been connected as accountability partners ever since. And you'll hear a bit more about our journey together and our connection in this episode. But we really hunkered down this year from, I mean, we were meeting, well, before, like, it was, like, real touch and go. It was, like, when we would remember to, like, reach out to one another to, to connect. Um, but she was just coming out of, like, you know, a full-time, or she was actually still in her full-time job and was just trying to, like, figure out how she was going to you know, like have time and energy and space to, to work in her business. And I was just, I had been in my role for, for about six months and I was getting ready to like come back into getting in my business because I went on a hiatus after taking on this role just to get settled into my, into my job. So we were just kind of both in these really interesting places when we first connected. So it, it wasn't a consistent um, connection in the beginning. And then we, once she was able to release her full-time job, we were able to kind of start meeting. I think we were meeting like once every two weeks, which I don't know how 
we were thinking we were going to get anything accomplished. Uh, but yeah, we were meeting once every two weeks. And then this year I was just like, you know what? I don't know. Something in my spirit was like, let's see what would happen if we were to meet twice a week, every week. And I was like, let's just do it for Q1. You know, if we feel like this is too much or this is unsustainable, whatever, you know, we can always tape, you know, go back to maybe meeting, maybe meeting, maybe not meeting twice, once every two weeks, but you know, maybe we would have just did like once a week or something like that. And, um, it's stuck. I mean, we're in Q3 now and we still meet twice a week, every week, unless one of us, you know, is traveling or, you know, sometimes, you know, life happens. Um, but yeah, other than that, we are meeting twice a week, every week. So I think it's just really interesting how, you know, like when you have that support and when you have people that you're working in tandem with and community with towards whether their goals are connected or not. Um, but just, just being able to be in connection with someone who's like striving for the same reality as you, if you will, it just, it, it just really helps to support us in our journey and to help us feel less alone, less isolating or isolated because sometimes, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, it can feel very lonely, especially if you're not around other entrepreneurs who are either just starting into their entrepreneurial journey or already pretty, you know, pretty set in it. Um, you know, not everyone just, just has this kind of awareness or mindset or, th or things like this. So it can feel very, very lonely. So I just, you know, as you listen to this episode and as I've listened to this episode, being a part of the episode and then listening to it back, it was just really interesting to see how far we've both come since being in connection with each other and how we've been able to help and support each other. And just being able to also like witness our growth from afar and, and in, and in our sessions together and just, it makes all the world a difference. <laughs> so, you know, like I've watched her grow from, you know, like this burnt out full-time employee to this, you know, entrepreneur and Pinterest marketing, helping businesses get their services and offerings in front of more eyes. And it's like, that's what we, that's what we all want. Like that's how we can help more people. The more people who know about us, the more people we can help. So I just really love this conversation so much. And I, and I really appreciate Andrea's journey of learning to see herself more clearly instead of relying on other people to tell her who she was. But, you know, I think it's, I also find it very interesting when you think about the flip side of that, where sometimes we're not even seeing aspects of ourselves and people are affirming these parts of ourselves into our awareness. Perfect example. Recently, I've been connecting with a lot of new people. I've been a social butterfly, y'all. <laughs> I think I mentioned that earlier. Um, just because I've been craving that human connection so much. And whew, has the universe delivered? So over the past month, you know, I've had people, like strangers, people I am just meeting for the first time, telling me about this sense of power I exude. And when they were telling me this, I was just like, oh, wow, okay, like, you know, thank you. <laughs> because I had no idea that that was something I was even giving off. And, you know, I'm just, you know, for me, I'm just always just trying to show up as authentically as I can, no matter what the situation is. If I'm out having fun, having lunch, dancing, and conversation, and a session with a client, like whatever that container comes in, I'm always coming back to whether or not I'm speaking my truth. And if that happens to be coming off as me, you know, being in my power, well, then hell fucking yeah. <laughs> More of that, please. Because it, it literally took a few people, like three or four people to have told me this. And so now I'm looking within myself, finding more of these moments when I'm feeling in my power and just witnessing and acknowledging, like, what am I doing in this moment and how am I feeling and what am I thinking about? Because the more I can recognize when I am fully feeling embodied in who I am, 
the more I can continue to show up like that on a subconscious level. So, you know, this is powerful work. Those of us on this journey to just create new paradigms and new narratives within society, it truly forces us to embrace all the parts of ourselves so that way we can show up in our power and fully embodied in who we are, what we do, you know, how we're um, contributing to the collective. And I feel like once we have that locked in and truly ingrained in our essence, in our ethos, in how we express ourselves, we are absolutely unstoppable because we're allowing the magnitude of our purpose to guide us. And that is what's going to lead us straight to our soul's desires, our abundance, everything, all those big vision goals and dreams that we see for ourselves that seem just like so crazy far away. Like that's how we get on the path to that destiny. And that's what's already in our hearts. Like it's already ours. Like we are just going after it or attracting it. You know, it's a little bit of both. (laughs) So the main thing that I've just been really coming back home to within myself is just giving myself permission to access those dreams and those goals and that big vision to pursue it and to share that with those I'm in community with. And to me, that is what creates a beautiful life. I mean, that's why this podcast is called On the Cusp of Something Beautiful. Like, I don't know about y'all, but I want to live a beautiful life. (laughs) And I want to bring that into my experience with others because I mean, like, what a gift that is. You know what I'm saying? So without further ado, because I just talked a whole lot, (laughs) let's go ahead and get into this beautiful conversation with Andrea Catan of Linergy Social. (laughs) I like, I was reading your thing and I was like, this is one of those things where I'm like, I think I need to go back and really get more like go Mm. back to my why, like, why am I starting this? Because Mm. like what you sent me, I was like, I feel that. And like, you want to know like what you're putting out into the world. Like people will gravitate toward this because you are creating something that like is for the greater good of all. And I think that's one of those things where like, I like I I I I trust me, you know what I mean? Like I know mm-hmm. I know that I'm a a wonderful human, but at the same time, <laughs> like like at the same time, sometimes you lose sight of that. It's like mm. right? It's like I'm I don't mean to say like, oh, I'm just I I suck because I don't have it like all figured out, but it's at the same time like I think going back to the root of that, everything else will just come more naturally. Yes. A hundred percent. And I think like the whole goal of this is like not to have to like like memorize this and memorize that but like we want it to be like 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 coming from a place of like knowing and embodiment so that way when people do ask us or when we are in a situation don't get me wrong like when people ask me what I do I feel like I'm always giving a different answer (laughs) because I'm still just trying to figure out like what is that like little ah you know um but but yeah like I think it's just important too that you know like who we're like who we are serving is so in alignment like with what we believe like our personal ethos that it's just like it's just who we are you know and it doesn't have to be at least at least like a lot of the people who I'm gravitating towards who are like at those levels that I want to eventually be at it's like you know like I don't know like the way they present the way they teach it's like it's so it's them you know and they're and they're not having to like memorize a bunch of stuff and and try to figure out like okay what's the script and what's the angle because it's just like I'm just teaching like off my experience off my knowledge like this is what I know to be true and like and if I can empower you to do the same and that's what I want to do. So I always kind of want to keep that premise because otherwise, like if I can't show up authentically, that's when I start getting glitchy and we don't have time for that. <laughs> we do not have time for no I'll glitchiness. Be, uh, it, 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 like, mm-mm. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's why, but I'm, I'm so grateful that you received that. So, so yeah, I'm just like excited to 
like dig into your story. It's funny because like we've known each other for a couple of years now. And I still feel like I still am like learning so much about you, which I guess is natural with just, just with relationships in general, right? Like you're still always kind of learning about this other person that you're in connection with. But but yeah, I'm excited to kind of like tap in a little bit into like your history and really just like also hear your background. Like what even inspired you to go study engineer? Like I just want to hear like the whole like from from baby Andrea, if you will, <laughs> adolescent Andrea to all the way oh, up to like present day Andrea like what was kind of like that path and journey so if you kind of just want to kind of just kick us off with like who you are what you what you do now mm-hmm. and then we can just kind of like you know go work backwards from there I love that okay so uh, my name's Andrea and right now I'm living in Sacramento I really like I guess going back to everything like I got an an engineering degree which is so interesting because right now I'm not doing anything remotely related to engineering. Mm -hmm. I work as a Pinterest strategist and I'm just, I'm loving all of entrepreneurship and everything that it holds, like the ability to just pivot on a, on, on a whim and not have to necessarily consult someone other than of Mm -hmm. course, make sure that it makes sense for my clients and that I'm not going to go do something that's going to be too alarming, but Mm -hmm. like that flexibility, like if I don't have a payment option, I can go and figure it out in, in half a day, right? Like, mm. like the ability to just go and do something that you've never done before and put it out into the world or or just make your thing better. I love that so much. And I would say that, you know, some of my probably the way that I look at what I do now probably does stem a lot from that background with engineering. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the reason I went into engineering, I mean, gosh, growing up, I was raised by um, my father and I mean, both both my parents um, and my father was a Stanford engineer um, at the time, oh. of course. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I did not understand that Stanford was a very hard school to get into, mm-hmm. um, but we went to like all of the soccer games growing up and... Mm. I just always wanted to go to Stanford. And that was like, that was the big goal my entire life. Like everything revolved around how do I get to Stanford, Mm. which eventually I did discover was a better school, you know, than I maybe even realized. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, if I started a sports team, if I became um, captain of something or, or president of a club, it all had to do with like, you know, how is this going to get me to Stanford? And I had a little thing on my on my wall, right? Like, you know, oh my God, I, I look at all of my, all of my accolades. Um, but I was also someone who was very driven by other people's, what other people told me about myself. Mm. Um, and I think for better and for worse, like I, this is like, I don't know. I think I, I made a lot of my self identity based on what other people would tell me about myself. And you know, mm-hmm. the way that people responded when I was doing so well in school and the way that people responded when I thought I was going to go to Stanford, which, um, spoiler alert, <laughs> it didn't quite pan out, but I ended up going okay. to a great university. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to UC Davis. Oh, I, still... I wanted to go to UC Davis. That was on my list. UCLA, oh UC my Davis. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. See, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Davis honestly was such a great school, but mm-hmm. I just, I was like, you know, it's Stanford or die. <laughs> like that was the, that was the uh, whole thing. I was like, obviously I'm going to go to Stanford. Um, and I actually knew before, you know, I even heard back from Stanford that it was probably not in the cards just because I didn't get into some of the other schools that were, mm. um, also reach schools at UCLA, Berkeley. And I was like, okay, well, um, logistically, maybe I need to start thinking about where I, where else I would be open to going to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, everything happens for a reason, right? Like Absolutely. I, because I had that target on my wall growing up, like I really applied myself in every aspect of my life. Like I wanted to be the best at everything mm-hmm. and something that I didn't discover until really recently. Um, and I, I, I say this with, you know, some, some understanding that like, I haven't officially gotten a diagnosis, but I do recognize, um, or I, um, believe that I have ADHD. Um, and it's something that my therapist had also told me that she believed that I had as well. Um, and so to go back and and look at, you know, where I spent all night studying in high school and my friends would say, you know, like, oh gosh, like high school was so easy. And it, I thought it came naturally to me, but I was really just, I was just doing a lot more work than I needed to because I had Oof. that target. I knew where I was going and I didn't recognize, like no one ever told me because like women, especially girls at that age don't present the same way that boys do. So mm. I didn't know I had, I didn't know I had ADHD. I didn't know any better than like, this is just how, how it is. Like I spend all night doing my homework and, you know, because I'm multitasking, which is not, not great when Mm -hmm. you can't focus on things. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm. Wow. I wanted to kind of peek into a little bit. You said you you built a lot of your identity around what people told you about yourself and just like, Mm. I'd love to get like a little bit of clarity. Like what were, what were some things that people were telling you about yourself that you were like, Oh, okay. Like I need to you know, maybe latch onto that or do more of that or. You know, what's so interesting. And I think about this sometimes is I, I really felt like I got accolades from everywhere, like in Mm. family, you know, I had a very, like my, my whole father's side of the family is, um, from Latin America, Honduras specifically. Mm, Um, and just relatively conservative Arab culture. Oh, and okay. So, yeah. Um, I mean, we're like Arab, like Catholic. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And so I just, I always wanted everyone to think well of me. And, and even before I put those words together, like people just did like, and I, but I did what I could to make sure that everyone thought well of me, you know, like I was mm-hmm. the favorite of all of the aunties and stuff because I, I conformed, I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. My sister um, didn't want to learn Spanish. And I, I now know that it was because she was getting bullied for, for, you know, looking different and, and, mm. and whatnot. And I didn't, I didn't recognize that because I, I am very white passing, like completely. Mm. Um, and I didn't have that same experience that she did, wow. um, which is just awful that she had to go through that. Um, but understandably, she was like, nope, I'm not going to learn Spanish naturally, you know, she just kind of became that, that person who was like, I want to dye my hair a a wacky color. And, Mm. you know, parents wanted to make sure like, no, 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 like (laughs) (laughs) we, we don't do that. Right. No, no, no. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, and, and so I just, I just knew that I was, you know, I was doing something right. Right. Because I was mm-hmm. getting all of this, all of this external validation of who I was and all the way down to like, this is something that like, I, I feel is a sensitive subject and I'm not sure that I'm going to broach it properly, but okay. I, I want to kind of go there is I never had. And, and most, I know so many, so many people, especially women have, mm-hmm. um, like self image or, or body issues. Mm, And mm -hmm. everyone always told me my entire life that I was skinny. And I just, it was like, I therefore never, I never felt like I, like, I, like I was just like, yeah, I just naturally am. I just naturally am, am skinny. And everyone Mm -hmm. tells me that I am, so I must be fine. Right. And I, and I think back too, because I know so many of my friends, like so many people, who have gone through some sort of thing. And I think back to like why I didn't. And I'm almost like, how did I not? Mm. And I think it was because like, I was constantly getting this feedback. I mean, I was, I was, I happen to be very active and, and all, you know, all these other things, but like, like there's so much more to it than that. And like, I don't know, I just kept getting fed this, this external information. And I'm like, well, what if I hadn't been fed that external information? Or what if I'd been fed external information that, that was really, traumatic like Mm, oh yeah I see what you're saying like I just I built this whole image of myself based on what other people told me about myself because Mm. there were more data points outside of me than there were the data point like of myself right like if there's a bunch of humans in the world and five of them see a certain thing see that um, a color is red and one person sees that sees that same color as blue or something. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, it must be red, right? Right. Um. So basically, like gaslighting yourself. If it's like, oh, well, if if everyone else thinks this, then therefore that must be the right answer. Mm-hmm. Um. And I didn't recognize until honestly, really recently, that there could be multiple versions of the same reality. Like people can have different experiences, and they can all be they can all be valid, and they can all be accurate. And I that took me way too long mm. to even recognize. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. I mean, that's something too, that I'm, I'm even like learning to just integrate consistently of, of like you said, holding those multiple realities and, and multiple truths, you know, cause I think for so long, especially if you're coming from any sort of conservative or religious or any kind of background like that, it's like, it, it, there is, it's only one way it's either this or that. And if it's that, then it's wrong. And it's a no. And it's a, you know, it's like all these things. So there is no, like, there's no gray, <laughs> you know, there is absolutely mm-hmm. zero gray. It's black or it's white, you know? And I think, yeah, like as we have matured a lot of those beliefs and we've grown up and are constantly growing and evolving, it's like, oh, actually like, it can, there can be multiple truths, especially, you know, when you're, when you're talking about like healing and, mm. and, you know, quantum physics and, you, you know, if you, if you're all, if you're oh, into yeah. all of that, you know what I'm saying? Like there are multiple realities or multiple truths or it's like, you know, m- multiple things can be true and false at the same time. And, and that, that in and of itself for some people is just like, could, could, could completely collapse mm. their world because it's just like, holding space in your mind like that when, when it's not expanded and stretched enough to like hold that those kind of like beliefs it can be very like triggering for people and activating for people and like why why isn't this type of stuff 
taught in school. Like, why aren't we taught how to, how to, like, I mean, they teach you obviously like respect each other, but it's like, it goes so much deeper than just, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you could argue a lot of people still never learn to respect each other. No, um, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's just like, I, I feel like there's a missed opportunity. There's a missed opportunity for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So walk us through a little bit, like, Okay, so you end up going to UC Davis. Why engineering? Is that like, okay, my dad's an engineer and like, are you, like, are you a bit of a daddy's girl? Or, you know, is that just kind of like to, like, what was your thought process behind that? I love it. Um, yeah, so with Davis and specifically choosing engineering, I always, I honestly, I always struggled to close doors. I hmm. always did everything such that like, theoretically I could one day be president I wanted to make sure no one ever got like I don't not that I was even a wild child but I was like no one is ever gonna have anything on me there's gonna be no photos of me doing anything funky like I I really was like the most like I wanted to please everyone which Mm. is very very taxing and not even possible Mm -hmm. um and yeah I just I always wanted to do like like the thing that was going to limit me the least. And once I had to choose a major in school, I mean, even that I was like, I'm, I'm shutting off so many possibilities. Mm. I guess, honestly, there's so many people who do something outside of their degree, but in my mind, I was like, as soon as I make this choice, like, you know, obviously you can change it later, but I'm like, I'm going to be closing down options. Mm. And to me, my ego really, really wanted to do the thing that I thought was hard without, without having to go to med school, I was like, I'm not going to do the whole doctor route. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, let me do the thing that is hard that everyone is going to be impressed by. And I, I, I was right. Everyone, anytime I said my major was engineering, I got, I got just like that. Oh my gosh. Wow. You know, and mm-hmm. it felt really good. You're like, yeah, I'm just so <laughs> yeah, great. Right. I'm just smart like that. You know, <laughs> I know exactly. Like I hate what I'm doing, but you know, I love your response to it. <laughs> I mean, and to your point, that was my response when you told me, I was like, oh, engineering. Okay. Like, you know, like, yeah, it it does elicit that response. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And like, I mean, I, I did have a lot of pride. Like I genuinely did. Like I wanted to, you know, be the woman who like does Mm -hmm. the manly thing and all, you know, whatever, but like, but for what, like, I, I was really doing it for my ego, boosting my ego, being well-liked, mm-hmm. honestly, all of the wrong reasons to be doing it. And I didn't see that as a problem at the time, because at the time, everyone teaches you, like, do the thing that you're going to get paid well in. And, you know, it's yep. like, okay, well, if I don't know what I want to do, I guess I may as well do engineering. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I did that route, ended up at a Fortune 50 company. Oh, um yeah uh, yeah <laughs> I, I just, I was like, oh, but then I remember where you used to work at and I was like oh mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like working my way up that corporate ladder um mm-hmm. and I just really I just felt like the work was never ending mm-hmm. and it was just there was no I was I was just so unsatisfied like you would leave at the end of the day and what I was looking forward to honestly after school was to be able to have a job where once the work is, is done, I can like turn it off. And I know that it's done for the day Mm -hmm. versus school where it's like, well, I can always study more. Right. Like if, 
if I'm writing a paper, I can always continue doing revisions. It's like never really done. But I was like, I would love to be done with work and <laughs> ironically mm-hmm. go into, you know, a salaried <laughs> role where that's just not the case. Mm, interesting, interesting. So what what was your kind of like tipping point, if you will, when you decided to switch over from engineering into being an entrepreneur, specifically within Pinterest marketing? Ooh, yeah, that's a great question. I knew that I wanted to do more probably about a year in um, to working at that company. Mm. I started up my social media. Um, I started, you know, recognizing, hey, I may not become president. So maybe it's okay if I <laughs> share my real behind the scenes with, <laughs> with the world, right? Like, I probably don't have people looking up, you know, trying to pay attention to every story, figuring out where I live so they can come attack me with my 200 followers, right? Like, I was like, okay, like, let's let's go ahead and, and break some of these rules that I had set on myself. Mm. Um, yeah, like, honestly, like, just for, for, for what, right? Just so that people would like me, so that I could feel safe, so that I mm-hmm. could feel whatever. Um, and I just started, you know, I honestly thought it was going to be, like, more of the fitness influencer route. Um, and I really enjoyed doing that, like, you know, showing what I was doing in my life, showing what mm-hmm. I was eating, sharing my workouts. And I, I I really did enjoy it, but it was also just like incredibly time consuming. Mm-hmm. At the time I was not really making money from it. I, I did have affiliate links which, you know, was great, but I wasn't doing it religiously enough mm-hmm. to actually get, get much for, I mean, gosh, the amount of time that you put into it, like Instagram is, is quite an animal when it comes to your, your time. Mm-hmm. And that's actually where like, even like, I always was like, okay, well, once, once my blog, um, you know, my blog picks up, Cause I never wanted to admit that I wanted a business. I was like, once, once my blog picks up and once I'm, you know, successful, basically, mm-hmm. then I can say, I want to have a business and I can create a business. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when you don't even rec- like, don't even admit to yourself that you want to have a business and you're not willing to go there and you're not willing to fully put yourself out there naturally, mm-hmm. it doesn't quite happen. And mm. so about two years later, still wasn't seeing the results that I had hoped I would be seeing at that point. And the work was just getting to be even more chaotic. Um, my coworker at one of the other facilities. So I was a warehouse, um, basically the only manager at one warehouse. Um, it was a distribution center in Sacramento Mm -hmm. and my coworker at the other warehouse in, in West Sacramento, um, ended up leaving the company and they decided that I could oversee both, which sounds, yeah, sounds really great, except there was absolutely no pay increase. And I, I will say they did have a plan to have additional supervisors under, under me. However, that's additional responsibility because now I'm overseeing supervisors, which Mm. even if they're going to be doing some of like theoretically my, my workload, at the two different facilities, like, I don't know anyone else I was talking to at the company was like, yeah, ask for a raise, ask for a raise. Mm -hmm. Um, long story short, asked for a raise. Um, they told me no, 
but they were also expecting me to be at both facilities every single day. Um, you know, I could, I'd get some sort of car, what do you call that? Like mileage reimbursement, mm-hmm, but which is usually like 50 cents a mile or something. It ain't right. nothing that's going to be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is, this is worth it. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Whatever damage to the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. It was, it was just becoming a lot. And then, um, my manager's manager was moving on to another role. And so, we got a new manager's manager and his expectation was that I was going to be at minimum, like, like not even if it was a good day, would I be leaving earlier than this at minimum? I was going to be working, um, 10 and a half hours, five days a week. And I'm the only manager. So if something hits the fan, guess who has to go in outside of those hours? Guess who gets the phone call outside of those hours? Yeah. So I was just like, you've got to be joking. Like he kind of took away that flexibility of if, if, if the day is running smooth and if I do get my shit together, right, Mm -hmm. then I can at least be able to go home after eight hours or, or heck, maybe, maybe if the week's been crazy, maybe I even go home a little earlier. Right. But like, he just kind of completely took that away. Um, and I just was like, you know what? I, I, I was already, I would already been talking to my manager about how, unmanageable the amount of work was Mm. and how we needed to make it better from a work-life balance standpoint. And he was on my side, right. And he was really trying to help me, but it wasn't going to get there anytime soon. And I was just like, you know what? I I'm, I'm done. Um, Mm. so I, I decided I put in my two weeks and I, I decided like, I really needed to be in a different, in a different spot. And I didn't actually have a backup plan at the time, which is Mm -hmm. scary. But if I'm being honest, the, the hardest part about it wasn't that I didn't trust myself. It was that I, I was so used to everyone telling me what, what amazing things about myself, right? Like I was Mm -hmm. so used to everyone. I, you know, I was the golden child at the fortune 50 company, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and not having that anymore. It it was it was a change and it was like it was it was very scary to leave that that safety of everyone's approval. Yeah. Um oh my gosh. And fortunately, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, no, you go ahead. Finish what you were gonna say. No, I was gonna say, like, fortunately, I, you know, my family's very loving. Of course, everyone still supports me and 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 loves that I'm doing what that I'm passionate about, but but you know, it, that having to talk to multiple people about, you know, Hey, this is what I'm doing. I know that you won't get it. Like that Mm -hmm. was hard. Mm, My gosh. Okay. Yeah. I guess I didn't not realize the full extent of why you ended up leaving the company. I knew you were just wanting like, you know, something different and you weren't completely happy, but that is like, it's so interesting because as you were talking about it, like I could see like, like my egoic response and, but then also see like, Let's let's go with the opposite. Like like I guess like your a higher response we could say like a higher more uh, wisdom oriented response. But initially I was just like, oh my gosh, like what an abuse of power! Like you should sue them. You should like do all these things and like how could they? You know, like all of that energy, which you know obviously that has a place for sure. But I think you know what's so important about this platform and, and this space is that like we don't always need to fight society we don't always need a fight against like what's what's quote unquote the norm if you will 
um, because that will is built, that will is rolling, that will is like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's a conglomerate at this point. And I think it's so easy to get caught up in that of like the justice part of, of life. Again, that has a place, don't get me wrong. But in the same breath, it's like, you could either spend your time trying to fight the system or you can spend your time creating a new one. And it, that's what you ended up doing anyway. So that's why I was like, oh, okay. Like I can see on one hand how that could be a valid response. But on the other hand, like she actually chose a route that was going to be much more in alignment for what she wanted to experience in her life. And that's really what the goal is, you know, and whatever container that may look like for you or for anyone else. But it's like, what's going to like what's really going to get you to where you want to be? Is it trying to fight this Fortune 50 company for like your, you know, labor rights or whatever? Or is it, you know what, let me just create my own business and then I don't even have to worry about that. I, yeah, 100%. And I think I think that had, had this happened earlier in my career, mm-hmm. maybe things would have been a little bit different. But after almost three years with the company, I was so burnt out and, mm-hmm. and I will, I will take my part in this. Like no one, none of my managers ever wanted me to be burnt out. Right. Like I had, mm-hmm. I always loved who I worked for or under, right. Like my direct manager and I always had a great relationship, like no matter who was my direct manager at the time. Um, so I, I really, you know, I really wanted to do a good job and mm-hmm. of course also wanted to please them and I wanted yeah. them to think the world of me. Um, and that was something that was really hard. Like I did, I really did want to fix it because it, I would have been fixing it theoretically, right? Like mm-hmm. me, one person fixing it for whoever was to come after me and whoever, whoever, like even my team, you know, I, I, they would come to me with, with their own concerns. And I was like, I was like, I, from, from the burnt out position that I was in where I could, I wasn't able to even get through my work. I was like, I can Mm. barely make things better for my team. And that was the whole reason that I was there. I was like, I'm here to make things better for my team. And yet I'm getting buried under work. Like Mm. it was just, it was, it was just something that like, I was like, okay, I really did want to try and stick this out. And I really did want to try and make it better, but I'm not listening to myself and I'm not listening Ooh. to my body and I'm burnt the heck out and I'm of service to no one when I'm like this. Like mm-hmm. I honestly, and, and I know like when we even first, I guess I know we'd been working together for a while, but like, I feel like we really picked up once I, once I left um, the company. Yeah. And like, I don't know if you, if this was your impression, cause I don't know that I even put words to it, but like, as soon as I left, like things were really slow moving for me in the business arena because, or like anything outside, just anything in general. Cause I was still so burnt out. Like, even though I was doing different work that I was more excited about, like, I was still like, I was still burnt out. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to be doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a lot. Yeah. And I think too, and I think this is something, you know, we, we chat a lot and I think this is something that we're constantly just kind of like peeling away um, every day and every week that we connect. But I think a lot of the times too, is like, that's our work experience. That's our work history. That's how we have created our work ethic, our workflow. So it's like, when you transition into being an entrepreneur, all you're doing is just taking those exact same methods and just applying it to your, our businesses. And we're just trying to figure out, okay, well, how come it still doesn't feel good? <laughs> and it's like, well, because we've literally right. just taken that nine to five 
or beyond, it sounds like you working like nine to nine to nine, that like nine to nine energy, the mentality and just and applying it to our, our businesses. And, but the whole reason we're starting these business businesses is to like have creative freedom and to have these things and to have that, but we just don't know what that looks like. We don't know what that feels like because that's just wasn't the experience that we're coming out of. So we're having to now create that for ourselves. And that's like, you know, like there's, we're having to figure out like, what is our framework? What is our blueprint? And this is why I'm so passionate about like really connecting with our intuitive guidance and like getting that back online and connecting like with our souls, like our soul's medicine, our soul's gifts. Because if we can lean into that aspect of who we are, like all of that is laid out for us. We just have to like trust the path, trust the process, you know, like, and just have those internal systems in place that will really support us in navigating through life in that way. Because like I said earlier, like that, that whole like mainstream side of society, like they're not going to mirror back to us, like what it is that we're looking for. Like we're having to go off and find it and create it and connect with other people who are also either doing that already, or like also wanting to be in that flow as well. And so that's what I've had to learn through my experience of like, you know, creating creating the business of, of my dreams, if you will, creating the lifestyle of, of my dreams. I've been having to figure out, okay, well, actually, well, what do I actually want? Because what I'm doing right now is just doing what I've been doing before because that's what I know, you know? And I think that is what's kind of scary is trying new things, trying different things, and then trusting that like, okay, this, like, I know this step is a little, I'm not completely sure how it's going to land or what's going to happen, but like, I'm feeling really called to take this step and I'm going to take it. I'm going to trust it. And like, let's just see how it unfolds. And we don't always have the next step that's going to come after that. Like we have to take that step first and then get into that mix and, you know, get grounded, get settled. And then the next step comes and and it's, it, it, you know, it can be a slower process. I'm learning like for some people, you know, like they, they listen to that path and listen to that guidance and things start picking up. And for some people, they listen to that path and listen to that guidance. And it's still a little bit of a slower kind of like takeoff, you know? And I think, both ways are valid, you know, both ways are valid. And it just depends on like, what is the medicine that your soul needs in order to like, you know, move through the, move through these experiences in a way that's going to be like, it's going to be integrated in it and embodied in your experience and not just something that's like, okay, I did that. And like, you know, now I'm on to the next thing. Cause I think that's, that's where it starts to feel like we're going through these cycles again. We're going through these loops because we're not really embodying like the lessons that we're learning and we're having to like relearn them and like kind of like start over from scratch or start over from, from the beginning. So that, at least that's been my like kind of experience thus far. And I will say like to your point earlier of like when we were when we were first connecting, like, no, it was definitely kind of like, and I get this, trust me, I get, I totally get it. But yeah, it was definitely like a little bit of a slower build. And I, yeah, I could just tell like you were just tired. You were so drained. You were so tired. Like, and no, of course, like, how how would you have energy to like show up excited for this you know for your I remember yeah at the time it was like your blog you're trying to get that up and trying to you know like get consistent with that but it's 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 difficult when your work life is training you so much it's one thing when your your work life is lighting you up and it feeds into your business you know that's great you know um but if your work life is just draining you no when you come home all you want to do is just like z- like tune out Cause that's like, like you just need, like, you're just, you're depleted. You're absolutely and completely depleted. And I love what you shared about how, if you don't learn the lesson the first time, it'll keep coming around. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and I will say there are things where it's so easy to have like a scapegoat. Right. So like yeah. the work I, I 
I agree. The work was not, was not meant for me. Like someone else is going to excel there and, Mm -hmm. and, and it wasn't my thing. However, I, again, like, I don't want to take away from the fact that it just wasn't, wasn't great for me, but like Mm -hmm. there were still lessons for me there, right? Like my willingness to prioritize what everybody else needed at work from me, like even Mm -hmm. over what, like, like I, you know, I was, I'm still living with my, my boyfriend, Carson. Um, Mm -hmm. but like, even when I was, when I was working, like, like I would have commitments with him and like, it would be like, well, sorry, like I gotta be at work. And it's like, okay, well on one-offs, of course, that makes sense that you have other priorities. And on Mm one-offs, it makes sense that you're, that you're coming home complaining, just absolutely like whatever. Right. But like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, there was a lot more going on than just, oh, work sucks and it's all Mm -hmm. work's problem. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so to be able to like actually take away and like learn from that. And like, even when I did leave work, it was like, okay, there are still some things that I need to learn. Like working with clients. It was like, okay, where are similar patterns coming up that, that I need to go and address right now? Um, so I would say to anyone who is thinking about leaving their work environment, first of all, do what you know you need to do. Like, you know, like trust yourself, but Mm -hmm. also, also take a look at like, are there elements here that are going to follow me even when I do leave the workplace, Mm. right? Like, are, is there something here that I am supposed to learn? Um, and it's fine if you learn it somewhere else. Right. But like, if you can mm-hmm. learn it in the one place, that'll save you a lot more energy. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, that's pretty vague. So I, I don't know how helpful that is, but like at the same time, like it's again, like, it's so easy to like have that scapegoat of like, once I leave one place, all of my problems are going to disappear. Mm-hmm. And that's not always, that's not always the, uh, the full circle. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's so true. And I was going to say, like, I I feel like that's definitely twofold because that's something I've, that's something that's come up in my awareness for where I'm at in life. And it's like, so here's, here's, here's both spectrums that I'm, that I'm like feeling into. So on the one hand, there's like, like you said, yes, like I could learn my lesson, learn the lesson here. And I feel like what I've experienced, experience through that is like there's like this point where there's like this peak level of like discomfortability within the lesson right at a particular spot and it's like in that moment for some of us not everyone um in that moment for some of us there's like this initial response of like I I just have to get out of here I just have to get out of here I'm over this like I'm done you know and I think what I've learned is that like moving past that peak level of discomfort I was able to see like, okay, I understand that this is a lesson I need to learn. And also like now that I've gotten out of the, the activation of it all, I can, I can understand and see that this could either be a lesson that could be completed here, or this could be a lesson that I'm consciously under the awareness of this is something I'm going to have to continue to like practice and get stronger with, you know? And I think I, I just mentioned that to say really feel into like where you are, you know what I mean? Like within your experience, because for, for some people, depending on like how, how serious and how real their work environment is getting, like they may need to like eject quick, you know, like quickly remove themselves out of that work environment. But what I I will say also, what I've learned is that if you can move through that and get to like the, like the piece of it all and like the understanding of like, okay, like, 
I have options here. I can choose to leave or I can choose to stay in distrusting and knowing that like this could be something that's potentially following me or I can learn it here. And I think what I'm trying to get at is because I, I've, I've experienced that that moment of which, which you said, Andrea, of like, this is something that I need to stay here and like kind of work through. But also having the realization of like, I'm a, like, as long as I'm here, as long as I'm anywhere, I'm going to be learning a lesson, right? And, and if it's a particular job, as long as I'm here, I'm going to be learning a lesson. So I think I was approaching it of like, okay, I'm just here to learn my lessons and then I can leave or then I'm, then I'm supposed to leave, right? And I just kind of had a moment of like, as long as I'm here, I'm always going to be learning a lesson, whether I want to be here or not. Is that prolonging me to stay in a situation that I'm not completely happy and fulfilled in? You know, I think that's where you can kind of tap in and, and, and have that acceptance of like, I'm okay with having to learn this lesson elsewhere. Like you said, I'm okay with like this lesson, having to go to the next position or the next, you know, step up where I'm trying to go. But now I have the awareness. And I think as long as you have the awareness and that you're consciously working through that lesson, don't also feel like you have to stay obligated in, in some place that, um, because you're afraid of like missing out on the lesson. So mm-hmm. I think there's like both sides. I feel like, I don't know if, that, if I clearly expressed that. <laughs> But I oh, feel like yeah. there's definitely both sides to like the whole lesson thing. Cause I know I get tripped up. I'm like, okay, but I don't want to leave. And then like, you know, there's like, like a fear of the lesson, I guess is what I'm trying to get, get to is like, don't, don't be paralyzed by the fear of the lesson. Like, I think if we can come at it of like, if this is meant to go to the next place with me, great. But, but just you having that awareness of the lesson are, I feel like already lessens the, 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 um, what's the word I want to use? Like the intensity of it. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. Like trust yourself. Like don't stay somewhere that's toxic and unhealthy Mm -hmm. for you. So I I love what you said. Yeah. A thousand percent. Like, I don't know that I would have seen any of what I saw until I left. Right. Until Mm -hmm. it became a pattern that repeated somewhere else. Um, so I think what you said is beautiful. Yeah. Like if, if that's your process, then that's your process and trust yourself. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, honestly, sometimes it's, it's, sometimes it's really tempting to do what everyone is, is telling you, you got to mm-hmm. do. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what I, that's how I based most of, most of my life on, right. Is like, mm-hmm. what, what was everyone going to think so highly of me and how was I going to get there? But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, if your situation is an unhealthy situation and do not let anyone external of you be the reason that you stay in something that is unhealthy for you because you will not be the best version of yourself and you will not go do what you need to do for yourself, let alone the world mm. from that place. Mm. I love that. That was beautiful. So beautifully said. Um, okay. So let's, so, so now we're over here. We're at the, we're in the Pinterest marketing pool, swimming around. <laughs> What has that process and experience been like for you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, first of all, I love, I love being in business, but something about Pinterest. So when I was doing all of my blogging influencer, like just all of that, you know, basically throwing spaghetti at at a wall, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, could never pick a direction and I could never pick like, even if I did have a business, what that business would be. Mm. And then it wasn't until I discovered the power of Pinterest for growing a business without requiring your time 24 seven that I was like, okay, let's freaking go. Cause I was like, 
even if my business doesn't stay forever Pinterest management. Um, so I, I do a lot of different services for um, other businesses. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a service provider. I'll do different like Pinterest management services. So for example, uh, managing the all everything on the day-to-day for, for my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, very similar to what I guess a social media manager would do. However, I would like to say like Pinterest is very different from social media. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think the, the pull, like I needed to know, I, I hate to use the word escape route. Cause I think that has such a like negative energy to it, but like mm-hmm. basically like an, an escape route, like let's say that I, I do the thing, right. And I build the thing and I have this, this booming business that's creating an impact. Let's say that I get there. The last thing that I want is for that to be relying on my time 24 seven to be on social media. Mm. And that's very much, you know, the reality of if you have a business on Instagram, you don't have time freedom. There is no scenario that you do not need to be on your, on your Instagram with some frequency Mm. showing up to like, you know, your, your stories, your stories go away after 24 hours, you get DMS. and, And a lot of time people are used to being able to DM you before they buy from you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to engage and be social. So like, even if you do use a third party scheduler to schedule out your posts, you have to then go back and, and, and tell the algorithm that you're being a social person mm-hmm. and pulling people into the, into the, into the platform. Right. Um, and also the platform is very self-serving. It wants to keep everyone on, on Instagram and they've made strides to have shop shopping features and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. People make mega money on, on Instagram, but I didn't want like that to be the only way that I could make money. Mm. Like, because like, let's say three, five years from now, once I have the business that I know I will have, I wanted to know that there was an avenue that I could still be making money, still be taking care of my, myself, my family, my people, and Mm. not have to be somewhere 24 seven or risk seeing it all go away basically. Mm. Um, And that's where Pinterest comes in. Pinterest is, a search engine. It's a visual search engine. So people can get discovered on Pinterest through search and everything on Pinterest can be scheduled out. And more recently, you can now theoretically, I don't advise it, but theoretically you could go schedule out your entire month up to 30 days in one sitting and never log back into Pinterest and have zero negative impact. Mm. You cannot say the same about Instagram. Like there is just no way that you can have a sustainable business, like with, with my standard, like, like let's, let's not make the standard be, if I'm on vacation, I have to be posting to my Instagram stories in order to make money. Mm -hmm. That is not time freedom. Like that is amazing. And I love that that is something that is possible because of social media. And I don't like, don't get me wrong. Like that is beautiful because, you know, before, before you have a business on social media where you can do that, you're, you're talking about having to put in PTO at a job where you mm. only have so much. Right. So like, yep. like I, I, I want to just, you know, say like, that is, that is beautiful. And if that is your story and that is where you want to go, then amazing. But for me, that wasn't good enough. I was like, I'm happy to do that for a few years, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I want to know that there's again, like an escape route, like, but in a more beautiful in a more beautiful term than escape, right? Like how do I have an exit strategy where there you I'm, go. I'm love only- it. <laughs> <laughs> exit, exactly. strategy. Like, <laughs> exit strategy where I'm a millionaire and I'm mm-hmm. not on my phone during my family vacation, taking away from being able to be present with my people, um, in order to mm-hmm. make money that, that week or that month. Right. Like that to me is time freedom to not have to 
be, be dropping everything to go jump on, on an app that is dictating your time. Mm. Um, and that's where like, not only do I want that for myself, but I want that for my clients. And that's where I'm really passionate about Pinterest management. It's not about a social media platform or, you know, marketing. It's, it's about that, that time freedom and that flexibility to continue to grow your business without having to scale your time Mm. and without having to drop everything 24 seven. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't like to have my hair done and my whatever, like every single day of the week. Like it's, (laughs) it's just not, it's not me. Um, I, I would love to, well, I honestly, no, I wouldn't, (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I would love to, but it's like, I, it just isn't, isn't realistic. It's not Mm -hmm. sustainable. And Mm. so I personally, that is, that for me is, is the why of like, why is, why Pinterest is where I really wanted to be in my business. Um, and so now I have the opportunity to support other people's visions and their, you know, like their business so that they can have that stream like on, on Pinterest. And I do that via, I have a few clients that I'm doing full management for. And then I also have, um, some digital products. Well, I, I just released a digital product right now and I've got okay. a few more in the works. Um, so that's kind of the, the way that I'm able to help other people to get Mm -hmm. that time freedom as well. Mm, I love that. I would love to also, before we get into your digital, your products and some of the services that you offer, I would love to, especially because a lot of people who are listening are creative. So they do have like visual products and visual offerings that they're selling and things like that. So like, what are some of the, if they're not on Pinterest already, if they're using Pinterest, you know, maybe just to make their mood boards and not really from a business standpoint, standpoint, such as myself, um, like, what would you say some of the maybe myths or some of the um, misconceptions around Pinterest would be for someone who's not using it in this way? Great. Yeah. Um, I would say there's, there's actually quite a few, like, I know, you know, Pinterest is, Pinterest is dead. Pinterest is for bloggers. Pinterest is, you know, all these different things, but Pinterest is really up and coming when it comes to, um, is if you, if you sell anything digital or, Hmm. or physical in the e-commerce space, um, Pinterest is like very recently making a lot of strides. I, I, I could be wrong on the timeline here, but I think within the last year, Mm. Um, it had a, a, it created this partnership with Shopify. So it's now super easy if you sell anything on Shopify, um, to have everything pull over in your catalog to Pinterest. Mm. Um, also within the ad space, um, which I, I right now primarily support from an organic standpoint, although I, mm-hmm. I can't support from an ad standpoint as well. And that's something that I'm excited to get into as I, as I continue my business. Um, but the ad side of, of things is relatively untapped Mm. because, and you know, the pros and cons, like it's relatively untapped. So that means that there's greater potential potentially, but that Mm -hmm. also means that there's a little, it's a bit kinky. It's like, um, chunky. It's got like some kinks in it and you've got to kind of figure out how to make it work for your business. It tends to take a little bit longer to see the results and the ROI. Um, however, again, relatively untapped from an ad standpoint, um, within, um, Pinterest, I would say another big thing that I see, and I don't know that it's a, uh, a, a myth that people believe, mm-hmm. but it's something that I hear a lot of people recommend is to basically just put up whatever you put up on, on, on Instagram, just go put it up in, you know, in more places, right? Like theoretically, mm-hmm. 
you can't you can't see me but like air quotes works work smarter not harder right which I'm all for working smarter not harder I mean my my background is very technical I did a lot of stuff to try and like systemize everything at work and now I anytime that I see things that are more complicated than they need to be it, it I'm like no we need to fix this right now <laughs> um so I I'm all for working smarter not harder but you want to do so with a Pinterest strategy mm. so Pinterest power is is the search feature. And I know that Instagram is making strides in SEO as well. So that's great. And I'm really excited to see what happens there. Um, But right now, an Instagram post typically lasts about 24 to 48 hours. Of course, if if you have something that pops off, like a a reel that goes viral randomly Mm -hmm. later, um, or something like that, that's totally still possible. However, on Pinterest, your content is lasting on average three months. Um, Wow. So Right. I mean, you do have to have that, the consistency piece, right? So like if I'm consistently putting out content, a lot of the times the pins that are popping off and getting traction to my website are actually pins that were posted a little while, a little while ago. And when you search on Pinterest, how often, and I don't know how often you do this, but like, if you click over, um, on like some of the earlier searches, they're usually a lot of them are are old. Like you'll see like, Oh my gosh, this was posted a year ago, two years ago. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm still inspired Imagine by being, it or I'm still yeah. like, oh, this is cute. Or, you know, like I'm still like mm-hmm. still interested, you know? Right. Like, okay. Like, let's imagine that I am um, someone who um, maybe I sell uh, social media or, or um, uh, lifestyle templates. Like maybe it's like, you know, a, a lifestyle planner, whatever, something mm-hmm. like that. Some kind of digital thing. People are going on Pinterest, they're searching for, you know, lifestyle planner, whatever. Um, and, you know, Pinterest actually gives you a lot of data on, as, in, as far as what people are searching for, too. So you'd want to go and do your homework there before you um, before you write all your stuff out. But okay. someone's searching for that. They go click over. Now they have access to seeing all these different pins and they can actually toggle over. They can see, like, which ones do I want to shop? Um, mm. And some of them might even be like a freebie. Right. So, like, I could go click over. Um, get your free five-day planner, or, you know, maybe it's, it's a five-day social media thing, or, um, you know, like social media schedule, or a a planner, or, you know, maybe it's a workout plan if you're, if you're a fitness coach, like there's so Mm -hmm. many different possibilities there. Um, Now I give you my email so that I can get a quick win from your freebie. Great. Now you've got my email. And now from there, I'm in your world, I'm in your sales funnel. And you can, you can, you can nurture and then eventually sell to me. Right. And that's, that's really where I think Pinterest is so powerful because it doesn't require, like in order to make a sale, it doesn't require anything in real time. It doesn't require responding to DMS. People are much more likely to go take action on it than they are to go and and leave a comment somewhere. Like it's very unlikely for anyone to message you or send you a comment Mm -hmm. on Pinterest. Um, it's just not a search engine. Um, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's not social media. It's a Mm -hmm. search engine, which is so, so cool. And I think, um, very underutilized, honestly. Mm, Okay. So if someone who was like interested in maybe giving it a shot, like, what would you say to them? Amazing. First of all, I love that. I would say, make sure that you learn a strategy that is specific to Pinterest. Um, Mm. I don't care where you learn that from. Like there's a bunch of free options out there. You could probably go Google and, you know, hodgepodge, put it all together. Right. Um, You can definitely go and take a longer, like full in-depth course. 
Um, I do have a beginner, uh, beginner bundle that is available for anyone who wants to go get like, I have an hour, it's a little under an hour, actually. It's a masterclass that talks you through how you can go ahead and um, do your Pinterest in an hour a week. So mm. figuring out like, how can I grow my business in an hour a week? Um, all of the, all of the how to's and all of that good stuff. And then I also have a few templates and some other stuff in the, in, in the bundle to really give everyone what they need to start out. Mm, um, perfect. And that's, yeah, that's, that's what I really wanted to do is I wanted there to be like a quick, easy way to like, how do I go get started and have all mm -hmm. of the, all of the pieces that I actually need, um, to go move forward. So that's what I recommend for people. Um, but wherever you decide to go learn, just make sure that you learn a Pinterest strategy and you're not just, you know, repurposing to repurpose, right? Like it's not actually saving you time if it's not working. Mm. Um, something that I say a lot is, is there are two different platforms, right? Like let's say, let's say Instagram. And, and when I say Instagram, it's, I think that's the one that I'm the most familiar with. And, and I, most of my clients are most familiar with that, but like, it could be any other platform that you're on. Mm -hmm. Um, like look, TikTok, um, Facebook. I, I won't really, yeah, Facebook. Exactly. Um, like when you're talking about like where, where you are finding your leads, mm -hmm. that's the power of Pinterest is being able to find those leads without having to be there 24 seven. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I'd love for you to share as well. Like if anyone's interested in that bundle, cause I know I'm like, Hmm, I'm a little curious. Um, like how could people reach out to you if they wanted to get more information about that? Absolutely. So the best way to reach me right now is on Instagram. That's where I'm hanging out. Um, and my handle is a Linergy social. So that's a L Y N E R G Y social. Mm -hmm. at, um, and that's just on Instagram and a Linergy is aligned energy and synergy because I really mm -hmm. love to be able to work in synergy with my clients. Um, and that's just something that something that really meant something to me. Mm. Oh, wow. I love that. And I love this conversation. Thank you so much for just sharing about, about a bit about your story and just your, your, your transitions through life. You know, I, I think so many of us have, have made that, those transitions and still making those transitions between different careers, just really trying to, you know, like get on our path or find our path or further our path, you know, all the things. And I think it's okay to have different backgrounds or to like, you know, if you have to tap into back into a job, I think the most important thing at the end of the day, though, is just to make sure that like these choices and these decisions are serving you and you are also able to be of service, you know, just that reciprocity is, it's just so important when we're having to, you know, like be in connection with other people. So thank you so much for just sharing all of your wisdom. And is there anything else that you want to like, any last final tidbits, anything that you would like to just leave with the people? What is it? have to be about Pinterest specifically, anything that's like on your heart that you like to share or. Yeah, I would just want to share for anyone who has something on their heart that they know they're meant to be doing. And even if they don't know what that is yet, but they just know it's not where they're at, like mm. have grace with yourself that you are figuring out what that looks like. And, and also just trust yourself. Like I know I've said that a few times in this episode, but that was something where I, I would kind of close off to my intuition again, unless other people outside of me were giving me that approval. Mm -hmm. And while I don't want to assume that that's what anyone else is going for, project that out. I also want to, you know, recognize that there may be people who know that there's something that they are meant to be doing or that wherever they're at in their life, whether that's their, their career, their business, 
or something completely unrelated. If there's something that you know you're not meant to be where you're at and there's somewhere that you do feel called to go be, Mm. I would just say trust yourself. Like listen, like know that your intuition is never going to steer you wrong. Mm. Like what your gut is telling you, what your intuition is telling you, like there's, there's power in that. And if you don't feel safety in doing that right now, like figure out what you need so that you can feel that Mm. safety, get that support system or whatever that looks like for you. But just like, know that like, there is something that, that if there is something that you feel called to go do, if you are feeling like where you're at is, is not lighting you up, like you are meant to go and have like the most powerful, amazing experience in this life. And you are meant Mm. to do amazing things for not only you, but also for the people who come behind you Mm. and, and don't be afraid to go and step outside of the, the rules that you or society have created for you because you will go far and we need you to go far because you are the reason that someone else is going to see you and say, Hey, I'm now going to go and do what I need to do for myself because I see someone like me paving that path for me. Someone else who is saying like, you know what, enough is enough. And I'm going to go and do the thing that like is going to light me up. People need to see that. And people need what you are going to go and put out into the world. Oh my God, my heart. That was so beautiful. Oh my goodness. I felt like you were talking to me. I was going to say, I will add one note to that. Something that's really come up strongly for me in this last week um, start dropping those seeds, like whatever's on your heart that you're like, man, I know I, I like, I, I'm supposed to be on stage. Or I'm supposed to be, you know, touring, playing the saxophone. I don't know, whatever it is that you like, just seems so far off for you. I've been having those, these realizations of like, okay, but how can I start planting the seeds instead of waiting for me to become this big, huge, like superstar, you know, like, but what can I do today, tomorrow, next week? That's just like playing the seeds. And one of the things for me is just like, okay, well, let's learn how to play instrument or let's learn how to go do this skill. Let's learn how to go do that because I see how it's connecting to that bigger vision and at least I'm working towards it. And that's going to feel good to my soul as well. Um, I know you and I talk a lot about just having like this all or nothing mentality where we feel like, okay, I have to like be this huge big thing in order to like have this big, huge thing. And a lot of times it's just like, I just need to start really, really, really small. Like just that one little step that I'm already so like afraid to even look into or to take or to do the research on like that's typically like what's going to help us just unlock our our path. It's just those little tiny baby steps. So I love what you said. I, thank you for sharing that. That was just so much medicine for me, and I'm I'm sure a lot of people are going to get a lot of, out of that as well. So yay! I'm so happy that we were able to finally connect and have this talk and and do this episode. It, this was beautiful. Thank you so much, Andrea. I really oh appreciate gosh. your time and your energy. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I love this. And I'm just so, so grateful for the opportunity. And I hope that, I hope that those of you listening took something away from this and, and, and yeah, I just really appreciate being in, in your presence, even if it's through this, through this virtual space here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And go follow Andrea. Um, I'll link, be sure to link all the show notes and everything. I mean, I'll, I'll be able to, sure to link all of her social media and everything in the show notes. Um, that way you can find out more information about this Pinterest bundle. Cause that sounds like, I think a lot of people are going to be interested in that. Just being able to get their feet wet a little bit with, with Pinterest side. So thank you for that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'll, I'll get, I'll get you a code too. Oh, okay. We getting a code y'all. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you love so much. Love it. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, love. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye.
Hello, beautiful being. I just wanted to thank you for listening to this week's episode. If there's anything that you heard that just really resonated with you, go ahead and send it to a friend who could use a dose of insight or inspiration. And if you're really feeling about it, leave a rating and review letting us know what you enjoyed about the show. Until next time, bye.